All right. Welcome, everybody, to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast. And I'm joined with the world's greatest co-host today. Riff Backus. And I'm joined with Kareem Anderson. Yeah, both writers at uh, On Microsoft. And uh, we're going to be talking today about um, TikTok. Uh, right off the bat, there's been a lot of news. Uh, we're going to kind of dive into it and kind of see what we can parse from it. Next up, we'll also be talking about... The Surface Fall hardware. We've had a lot of news about what Microsoft could be releasing this fall. So we'll talk about some rumors about what we expect from Microsoft maybe as soon as in two weeks. Yeah, that's right around the corner. It's a pretty truncated time timetable. Um, we're also going to be talking about uh, the Your, Your Phone app uh, getting general uh, or Android apps getting general support. Uh, what that actually means for anybody using it day to day. And then if you're tired of hearing us talk about Microsoft, we'll also talk about Sony and we'll get into the PS5 versus the Xbox Series X debate. And we'll talk a little bit about pre-orders and pricing and our thoughts on the console war, if you may say so. It is officially underway. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, we'll trickle out the rest of this uh, podcast with some of the kind of up, uh, upcoming segments uh, in the week ahead. Uh, there are some, you know, obviously there'll be more information about the TikTok deal coming out. Uh, there'll be stuff about uh, Ignite, uh, which is right around the corner, and you know uh, how Azure and the teams are doing uh, in in light of the pandemic, and a few other things uh, to kind of close out. But uh, with that being said, let's just kind of get into the news and get this underway. Uh, I think as about uh, about four and a half five hours ago, new news about uh, TikTok has kind of surfaced. Uh, and this is uh, the deal sans Microsoft last week. Microsoft kind of dropped out of it or, or kicked out of it essentially by TikTok. But, uh, and you know, and it seemed that Oracle had stepped into its spot uh, to kind of save uh, US users uh, from the ban that uh, the Trump administration had kind of uh, put in light of security concerns. Uh, again, like I said, about four hours ago, we started seeing information surface on Twitter. Uh, there are uh, journalists writing about this right now, kind of parsing out the details, but it seems that uh, at least for the bare minimum, uh, TikTok will be safe for the next week while uh, Oracle and a new uh, player who kind of was sided with Microsoft but is now part of this new deal, Walmart, uh, kind of figure out a way to keep uh, the service and, uh, uh, and the app uh, from being pulled from app stores due to uh, security concerns. Yeah, this whole thing has been a mess from the start. You had Walmart, you had Oracle, you had Microsoft, and now... Then you had the Trump brand also into account, which you had to rush everyone into trying to make a deal by September 20th. But now that the Trump administration just uh, announced that the ban has been lifted, not exactly lifted, but pushed forward by one week. So it gives more time for people to settle this stuff. But I think it's really become more of a political issue and the Trump administration trying to close things out before the November election. It's it's not. It's not. It's not about uh, getting TikTok ready for the Surface Duo or anything like that, or getting uh, anything about that would benefit consumers. It's all about politics, and it's all about money at this point, right, Kareem? I mean, yeah. I want to be. I, I'm the forever cynic about this kind of stuff, but uh, I'm going to try and take a step back and and look at it uh, and see that um, the deal that was struck that we got official word from. From Oracle is that they were going to be partners with uh, TikTok and not outright own them. This is different from the deal that Microsoft eventually came to. Microsoft also had a similar deal on the table initially uh, and was 
kind of talked out of that um, by uh, security officials and the Trump administration. Uh, they were kind of forced into buying um, the North American, I think Australian and some parts of Euro European or Western European bases and servers from TikTok. It was uh, all about consumer data and moving the U.S. data on U.S. servers and keeping it safe. And I think ByteDance wasn't really happy with that, which is why we ended up with Oracle being involved. Yeah, and I think they were they were kind of given the the thumbs up by the Trump administration to just do a partner deal. Uh, that seems to have changed a little bit in, in the past, uh, you know, ninety six hours or so. Uh, there is a lot going on here. There's a lot that hasn't been official or confirmed by either parties yet. Um, these are just kind of details. Uh, what we do officially have is word from, uh, what did you pull up earlier? It was from, I believe, uh, it was from the if Secretary of Commerce? Yes. Yeah, Secretary of Commerce from Secretary Ross. He said so, that, that it, they pushed the ban forward a week, so from September 20th to September 27th. So that's all we have right now. Uh, we'll be, you know, obviously trying to keep everybody up to date uh, as with break, late breaking news that is official and less of the hearsay. Um, so with that being said, we should probably move on. Just letting everybody know who are fans of TikTok and we're kind of hoarding the app and probably getting ready to sell their devices for thousands <laughs> of dollars with the app still preloaded. You can wait a week um, and we'll see uh, where we stand uh, in the next couple of days. Hopefully TikTok won't go the way of Fortnite. Or Vine. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, or Windows Phone or Windows Phone. Oh, you <laughs> had to say it. Every episode I have to mention Windows Phone. You know I'm it. sure I'm sure we get some strongly worded letters and some comments uh, <laughs> later on. All right. So that brings us to our second topic, which is not about Windows Phone because Windows Phone is dead. I'm sure Surf we can make it we can make Surf it about Windows Phone somehow. Surface isn't going anywhere anytime soon, and Microsoft is fresh off the launch of the Surface Duo, but there's also more hardware coming in the fall. Uh, it's expected that Microsoft might release a new Surface Pro X successor and a 12.5-inch Surface laptop. Uh, the Pro X will have a SQ2 processor, and the 12.5-inch Surface laptop is meant to be a little bit of a competitor to a Chromebook and it'll run 10th uh, generation Intel processors. And it's supposed to be really cheap at around $600. Uh, have any thoughts on that, Kareem? Uh, $600 isn't really cheap, but uh, it's cheaper service uh, prices. <laughs> cheaper than the Duo. Store. It's not $1,400. You got a point. Uh, I just want to be sure, I want to make sure that everyone that's watching and listening know that we understand that $600 isn't cheap, but it is cheap for uh, the Surface hardware line. Um, and I mean, they make quality products that uh, that last. So um, for anybody who is looking to maybe redo a home office on the cheap, uh, <laughs> you know, study from home for the remainder of this year or in the next year, uh, I think this is a good option uh, to, to kind of make that, to reach this price point, to reach this thing. I know they're probably gonna do the same thing they do every year where they throw four gigabytes of RAM into it with, you know, limited storage capacity and that's the $600 one. So. We'll keep an eye out. I'm, I'm sure the one that everyone's going to want to get is probably closer to to eight, pushing eight or whatnot. But again, that's not bad for for you know touchscreen device. It's a little small, a little more portable. Um, and once you get the um, uh, what is that the uh, the dock 
um, you can basically start powering your monitors and start getting some, you know, real work yep. kind of done. Because I'm looking they, forward to, to trying did, it out and testing it. They did say that the design uh, with uh, Zach from Windows Central said that the design would be the same as the 13 and 15 inch, but I believe it was Thoreau that said earlier this week that they might remove the Windows Hello IR camera and put a fingerprint sensor for a login instead. Uh, which isn't all that bad, but still, you have to make some cuts for that price, right? Well, and I mean, let's be honest, like, we're not going anywhere right now where we need bio-authentication security. Yeah, like, you're, you're, at, you're at home, yeah. Yeah, unless you unless you have some stuff on your computer that you want your brothers and sisters seeing or your parents to know about, you can basically leave it uh, password password unlocked and unprotected and flip it open and, and get right to business. As long as the sleep-wake isn't an issue, um, I think it, I think it's fine for right now. And the fingerprint reader, I've been testing out Lenovo's and Dell's and HP's, and they default to the the fingerprint reader, and it works just just as well. Yeah, that's 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 what you expect for six hundred dollars, like I was saying. I mean, yeah, you do get security. Uh, you just don't get the the cool camera. So you oh, think? I mean, that that does bring up. Um, we should keep an eye on this. Uh, if they're getting rid of the IR reader, are they also going to be putting in? Uh, um, Mashed potato, 720p. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think so because the cameras on the Surface Laptop 3 weren't really bad. I've done the podcast with it for the last two weeks, and no one said it's a potato webcam. No, but I mean, it's. I mean, that's also using. That's also put in behind the iris reader. I wonder if the the clarity and uh, pixels are part of that that whole package. Like, if they take that out, will we? Is that another way to cut costs, essentially? I have no idea. I can't say, but you know that Dell, Dell, Dell has done a lot of with their webcams too. They made them smaller, so it's not like they have to put a super packed pixel, like iPhone S four four no. lens four lens camera on, on the laptop. They could put like a super duper small lens, and it'll it'll turn out just fine. I'm just hoping that they keep in mind because again, I know that service hardware is always three plus years in the making right. uh, that they keep in mind that, you know, just because of lowering prices, uh, people are using the webcams more these days. And I mean, again, for the foreseeable future, they'll be using webcams and this should be a priority for everybody. I'm looking at you, Lenovo. I'm looking at you, Dell, and <laughs> everybody else. Stop with these stupid cameras. Well, since the, since uh, things are tough now with the pandemic, I, I do expect for them to, to release like a, the, the Surface Laptop 12.5 inch seems to be the perfect thing for someone to buy during a pandemic where you need you need something that's reliable. You need a good webcam. You need a good keyboard. You need good Wi-Fi. You need that. You need th all those cores on the processor, and you need that speed. And a 12.5 inch Surface Laptop really fits in well with all of that to me. Well, you know what's sad and kind of telling is that we're focused. We focused the last four and a half minutes on the Intel 12.5 inch and not the newer, you know. Yeah, we did not talk about that. the Pro X at all. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's gotta be the thing that we should be excited about, we should be talking about, you of all people. Oh yeah, uh, because I had, <laughs> I had the original Surface Pro X for a while before I sent it back. And uh, they say that SQ2 processor will be based off of the new uh, 8CX Snapdragon Gen 2 from Qualcomm. And it's supposed to be, uh, I think we talked about it in our first podcast 
around maybe, don't quote me on this because I forgot the number, maybe 50% faster or 20% or something like that. And it's supposed to be better than the first generation, obviously. So who knows, maybe it will end up being better than the than the first. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think, again, I, I love that they're, you know, kind of, you know, working with a company to kind of do some tinkering and fabbing with their, with their chipsets, but I'm, it they need to do it because Apple has their own um, A14 chip on that new iPad, and people are saying that that chip is also what might end up in being in the next MacBook uh, lineup in October and in the fall. So it's prime time for Microsoft to get the SQ2 processor out there and say, oh, it's not as bad as the original was. Yeah, and again, that's I was going to say that it's great that they're doing that, but it's the emulation layer that I think is is what's saving the Rosetta is what is going to be the make or break for, for Apple. And it's going to be the same thing for Microsoft. Like, how do you get performance of the, you know, uh, x86 programs to work on this thing? Like, I could, I could care I think, less. I, th I think Zach from Rindle Central had a piece saying that they might be working on 64-bit app emulation. But I don't see how they'll do that because right now they uh, they said the last uh, 20H2 build was already being pushed out and that they would only service it. So maybe they're thinking about doing this in the future, maybe in the next Windows update for 2021, maybe. They do need to test it before they push it out. So And if it's coming in October or we had the piece saying that the event will be in two weeks at the earliest, that is a little bit too soon to get 64-bit app emulation yeah. working. So maybe not until next year, maybe? Who knows? Or well, maybe it's, it's, maybe they'll sell it as something that's coming in a future update, like they always do soon, coming soon. Yeah, TM. Uh, it's it's indicative of, of uh, Panos' uh, hardware efforts. You and I talk about this constantly, that the man comes up with great hardware, and is, it's seemingly constantly let down by the software. Like, I love... The Lumia, even though it wasn't his, he kind of adopted that. I love the Lumia, and it was, you know, let down by the software. Um, we have the Surface Pro X, great industrial design. I think it's the future of the Pro lineup, uh, let down by the software. We have the Duo for, I mean, not for you particularly, but for a lot of viewers, amazing hardware. Once again, left down, left, you know, uh, let down by the software. And if he comes out with this Pro X2. I feel like it's going to be the same story. Uh, you know, refinements, if there are any, amazing hardware still let down by the software. They'll, they'll make their, they're learning from the duo and they're learning from their past. And I do believe that whatever issues they've had with the duo, they'll be able to patch it because Microsoft is a company that always listens to feedback. So well, software, software shouldn't be, software is, their be, is in their boat. It's something they do best, so... Oh, speaking of software, um, we were going to also talk about the Android apps uh, having general support in the Your Phone app, which I feel is becoming a Trojan horse for, if I had to say, Windows 10X. I'm just going to put it out there that uh, they are packing so much into this Your Phone app uh, that it's basically circumventing Windows and the connection that people have to uh, their mobile devices. Uh, you basically, you'll open up Windows just to get to mm -hmm. the, your phone app and start playing and using all the apps you do on your smartphone. Mm -hmm. uh, these, the idea of a thin client is 
is the your phone app in fruition. Um, as far as general support, the details of it are a little less than, uh, than desired for a lot of us, especially any of us who are using a Pixel or a OnePlus or an LG. Uh, what it basically sums up is that uh, anybody or most people with, uh, I think it's up to 12 or 13 different versions of a, of a Galaxy device, will now be able to uh, kind of play around with their apps on uh, the Windows PC uh, in kind yeah, of a... It's in, a windowed, it's in a windowed mode, and it's like Android and Windows getting even closer together. But yeah. sad, sadly, it's not something that works on Microsoft's own Surface Duo. Yeah. Right, right here, I have it open, and it says a link to Windows. And even though I have it connected to my Surface Laptop 3 right now, you cannot stream the Android apps. You only can use you only can use the phone screen, which which will give you a full span of the Duo, like on your Surface or any laptop, any Windows laptop. You cannot get that windowed app, those Windows apps, windowed Android apps on Windows <laughs> 10 currently. But being the people that we are, the responsible journalists that we are. We asked Microsoft, uh, PM who works on the Earphone team, if they're planning to bring it to the Duo or if it works, will work on the Duo. And they did say that it's not at this time. So maybe there is the possibility that it could come to the Duo eventually. And there's some hope that, I mean, I'm hoping because it's got a $1,400 phone and I can't bear my Android apps. Yeah. Um... I don't have a lot to say about that because I don't own the phone, but I do use your phone app with my Pixel constantly, and I love it. Uh, it's great for for keeping up my texts and stuff while I'm working, uh, you know, kind of pulling up pictures and sharing with people really quickly. It's amazing for that, and for the phone calls, I've, it's got a little bit of Skypeish kind of issue because I'll get a phone call on my phone, and then I can pick it up here and the Bluetooth. I mean, that'll get sorted out, but it's it's been pretty amazing, and I'm I would have to believe that the Duo is going to be able to do that for people uh, in the coming months. Maybe, again, maybe this is something that's being held back oh, by yeah, Android 11. Software. Maybe they're holding off on it because yeah. of the software or something. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's going to be done. If not now, then, you know, obviously with the the, the Duo 2, which I would assume is going to be announced pretty soon. Um, but that being said, though, I mean, it's not much meat there in that story. If you guys have a Galaxy device, uh, go, check, go test it out. Go check it out. Uh, we have some articles about it, and there's a full list of the uh, enabled devices. See if yours is on there. Play with it. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, if there's any questions you guys have about any of that other stuff, let us know. We'll see if we can kind of look into that for you. Um, but now let's get into the good part of it. Yeah, we're moving. Is, we're moving away from talking about Microsoft, and we'll get into Sony sorta. news. So if you're a Sony fanboy, time to tune up and listen up to us. Because yeah, we're straight. We'll start gonna... to get, get, get those shoulders steady. Yeah, get, get, you know, get buckled in. Water. Get buckled in because we're going to start talking about the PS5, which Sony recently had their uh, stream and they said that it would cost uh, $400 in the US and it would launch on November 12th. And eBay's capital started selling pre orders for like $900. And people were actually buying them. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bit of a mess uh, early on for the pre-orders. Uh, yeah. They just came out today, I believe. Uh, I've seen it on Twitter. Uh, and they've uh, have to search for the official announcement. They've apologized for the pre-orders, saying that they'll get them back up and going and kind of sort that out. But, I mean, obviously, there's demand for it. Uh, 
indicative of last generation. Uh, people are kind of, uh, you know, chomping at the bit to, to get their PS5s. Um, and the Xbox kind of came out right after. Right, right after, after that, on the 22nd, the day, uh, not on the 22nd, sorry, but Xbox came out like uh, the day after and they said that pre-orders for the next-gen Xbox consoles will open up on September 22nd uh, in the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, New Zealand, uh, and the usual countries. Yeah, this is a bit of a change normally. I mean, and I've been kind of marking this with every each piece that I write, that Sony has become the king of trolling Microsoft in both good and bad ways. They can basically just wait for Microsoft to make an announcement, kind of look at how the reactions are, and then gauge the response to that. Um, the pre-order announcement is kind of a switch, letting Sony come out, come out with the date for it. Uh, Microsoft follows suit shortly after. Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be... Again, the console wars are finally or officially underway. We have prices, we have dates, we have a list of games, we have specs. All we now need is gameplay, essentially. Uh, we've seen some demos, we've seen some candid um, uh, gameplay, but you know, just to get in the hands of reviewers, get in the hands of actual gamers, people who love just playing and love playing their games, regardless of which side they've chosen, uh, then we start to kind of see that. I believe it's November, right? Yep, November 22nd is when the pre-orders for... The not sorry, September twenty second is when pre-orders right, September, for the I think Xbox. it's November, early November. Yeah, it's when uh, Xbox releases. Both consoles are coming in November. Yeah, and then one last bit of news, which I believe you know, this is just to get all the you know fanboys juices going, is that uh, my, uh, I mean Sony came out saying that uh, the Miles Morales game and a couple other uh, exclusives that they had planned for the PS five will also be played backwards on the PS4, uh, that's just something to give people fodder for anybody who kind of questioned or ridiculed Microsoft for uh, doing the you know exact same thing about a month and a half ago, announcing that they will have some exclusives that are uh, ported back to older consoles. I think, personally, it's just consumer-friendly approach. I, I wish you know Sony had not have waited till the midnight hour to announce it. They kind of should have came out with it just like Microsoft did, took the key, and you know people would have realized that, you know, I own a PS4. I'm in the pandemic. I don't have, you know, $500, $400 to go get a new console, but I do want to play the new games. It's great. Uh, instead, it seemed like, you know, Sony waited until um, people already made the pre-order because they thought they could only get on this console and then told them, hey, wait, in, in light of that, there's some new news. Either way, uh, it's great that people are going to be able to play at least this first quarter um, games on both consoles, take their time to, to measure uh, which system is best for them. And if they need to upgrade, you can, you know, now or even in 2021 early 2021 when you know we're still waiting for the meat of exclusives to hit both consoles that's right because s series is 299 and x series is 499 and the ps5 is 400 so it's right in between microsoft's pricing with of the affordable s series and the super fancy x series yeah we had a writer uh loren yeah, yeah. loren Lorenz, like, it's uh, too good to be true, the Xbox X series. And I love them. S series, the sorry. We, yeah, we go back and forth on this. I think it's a, uh, I think it's great um, because it falls what, about $200 shy of the Xbox Series X, which is the, the you know, what we consider the iPad Pro of, of uh, consoles right now. And now you can get yourself uh, essentially an Air, which is what Apple's already doing. People kind of praise them for it. For that price, Sony kind of came out uh, this weekend and said that you know lower price consoles don't sell well, despite having their own. 
Um, I think for and they're proving it right now with the pre-orders that you know I think if they're at two percent for the lower price one, which is dislist, uh, versus their uh, their core one, which has the PS5, which has the, the disc. People are willing to pay the higher price for them, but I think on the case for Xbox people, uh, you get the library of X360. I think just the, the original Xbox uh, Xbox One games, and you'll seemingly get the first quarter, first two quarters, maybe even three of 2021's uh, lineup to play. You don't need to run out and buy the, the you know, the higher priced one, at least not right now. You can kind of sit back, save your money, um, and, and just kind of gauge when the game best exemplifies the system is right for you, then go purchase, purchase it then. I think it's pretty compelling, especially with their finance options. If you can pay about a little under 30 bucks to not only have access to xCloud, to, to Game Pass, to Xbox Live, and the hardware, and it does everything that the Series X does, uh, you know, sans some ray tracing and some teraflop usage, why not get it? Yeah, but uh, for me, like I tweeted a couple of days ago, my tweet got some traction. I just said, uh, it's pick a side and be happy and don't start a war. It's like iOS versus Android, Windows versus Mac, Xbox versus... Uh, PlayStation. Just pick a side. Be happy. Don't burn the world down. You have a console. It plays your games. Just be happy. Don't ruin other people's happiness with all this fanboy, fan war stuff. Yeah, I agree. Pick your games. Play them where they best are best suited and have fun. So that's uh, enough about the games and Sony. Let's get back on track to the week ahead, right, Kareem? Week ahead. Yes, correct. Um, in the week ahead, uh, let me see what we have in our notes here. Um, I know that uh, the biggest thing probably that you'll be seeing from our website and many other Microsoft-centric uh, blogs is Ignite. Yep. Uh, I'm a little saddened by not being able to kind of go there. It was, you know, kind of a cool meetup. I got to to meet a lot of Microsoft execs and, you know, kind of hang out and get some insider information. Uh, also see some hardware. But uh, they're doing it all digital this year, uh, and they'll be talking uh, at length about uh, Azure as usual. Yep, but it's I, a two-day, two-day digital, all digital event for uh, anyone can watch it for free, and it's just a, a bit similar to Build with pre-recorded segments that you could click and watch. Yeah, which is going to be amazing. Uh, I do believe there'll be a focus on teams, especially. Uh, all of the pan- pandemic and everyone kind of being pushed yep. into uh, video conferencing and just sharing information um, in one consolidated uh, uh, app. So mm-hmm. uh, expect to see a lot about that. Uh, I know that they they are going to probably have to talk uh, a little bit more about uh, cloud IT, uh, which is always been a big focus there. Um, but back to Teams, we should expect to hear um, some hardware announcements as well. Uh, I know Lenovo came out a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, with their Teams devices. I know mm-hmm. that Microsoft has some other ones planned, some dedicated devices, um, which kind of will compete with, um, what were the, was it the uh, Zoom devices? Zoom rooms Zoom, yeah. or something like that. I know Google also pushed their their own kind of like uh, touchless and meeting devices too also. So you maybe Microsoft might get something similar uh, pushing pushing it out there for Ignite because Ignite is all about IT folks and IT folks really love that kind of stuff. Now on the flip side, I wonder if they might shutter that because again, nobody's leaving anywhere. 
Um, and we've all sort of made do so far with, you know, makeshift uh, laptops on, you know, box crates or, or <laughs> cams on top of other monitors or whatever. Yep. Um, it's probably not a big selling point right now. Um, I know Enterprise is slowly getting back to their feet um, and getting people back in the office, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they position these dedicated Teams devices, uh, especially in, in light of people being at home. But uh, that's one thing that we'll be talking about. Uh, obviously, we'll be having more news about TikTok as uh, that kind of leaks out because it's pretty important, uh, especially app-wise and for uh, cloud data and how it positions Oracle now uh, amongst the big players in cloud. I know they got a big deal with Zoom, and now they have uh, this deal with um, TikTok, which, you, again, I think services 100 million users daily. So. Uh, it's definitely something that should be a Microsoft's new radar. A lot of good stuff coming for the week ahead. It's going to be a really, really busy week, and you guys should buckle in and get ready. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be giving you lots of information, uh, and you know, and as with everything, we'll be circling back to, to more duo information. I know uh, we got some some follow up questions uh, about the duo uh, in our last video, so. Uh, I wrote a piece just before the weekend hit about how it's kind of turning into a uh, Swiss Army night for gaming. Uh, I know we're starting to see a second wave of people and reviewers who are getting the device and finding all kinds of niche um, uses for it. Uh, like myself. Also, yeah, it's it's been amazing. We, we got people who initially kind of poo-pooed the device uh, based on uh, early software, but now that you know some more people have had a chance to get with it, people who know what the device is for, people who are Microsoft fans, people who use Office a lot, uh, or just are you know enamored with the potential of a dual screen, um, they are finding that the, the Duo is amazing. So uh-huh. um, again, we'll be writing more about that in the coming weeks as well. You also could look forward to more on the Galaxy Z Fold 2 because our editor-in-chief mm-hmm. Kip, uh, Kip picked up a Galaxy and he's uh, he told me he unboxed it today. So look forward to hearing from Kip and about maybe we could get him to appear on the podcast. I was gonna say, weren't you just the one like I don't know ten minutes ago talking about let's not start wars? Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. But <laughs> no, I'm, just kidding. I, I'm I, not. I I'm not the one starting the war. Like everyone who reviewed the duo, they ripped into it and they compared it to the Galaxy Z Fold and all those other phones. So it's a uh, be interesting if Kip could come on here and me and him could have a exchange of words about how my duo compares to his Galaxy Z Fold. Yes, so uh, if, you, <laughs> if you want, uh, you can also reach out uh, via Twitter to uh, on Microsoft and, and start placing your questions there. Um, we'll try and get to them uh, in the next, uh, whenever he comes on to review that. Yep, I think that just about does it. Uh, we kind of went a lot into overtime today, but it is what it is. We lo- really love talking about Microsoft. Yeah. We hope that you guys enjoyed our podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I am a backjourn, and you are uh, Mindhead One uh, on Twitter. And be sure to follow on my at on Microsoft on Twitter to get all the late breaking news coming up from Ignite and everything else related to Microsoft. We thank you guys for watching. Uh, any last words, Kareem? No. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Keep your mask on and uh, be kind. Stay to well. Everybody. Stay well, everyone. Thanks for watching and have a beautiful week and weekend ahead. Bye.